the book of life keeps a record of your life in Christ and that describes therefore the meaning behind your life Christ in you and you in Christ revival is about being made alive again alive to God our life in Christ gives us meaning and purpose that helps us to discover why we're here you find meaning in life when you put your life into context in the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ we are joined together in Christ I suspect in a way much greater than we can fully grasp some aspects of this truth will remain a mystery while we are in our earthly domain some parts will however be revealed if we seek ask and knock that can make every day an aha moment of discovery Christ is our eternal life our eternal life is his eternal life and his ours we are one spirit with him the key to fruitful living here is on earth found in Paul's statement for me to live is Christ we need to pursue this mystery because it not only makes the things we say and do of lasting value but it also is the key to bringing heaven's fruitfulness down to earth remember what is natural in heaven is supernatural on earth so such outcomes are not necessarily spectacular but nevertheless supernatural because of their origin your life journey in Christ is recorded in the Lamb's book of life last time we compared your place in Christ to being a passage in the Bible a passage by itself in the Bible can be hard to understand seem irrelevant or even misleading when we study the Bible we must study each verse in context similarly our meaning in life our God defined purpose also has to be seen in its context your life is not just about content it is about content in context so what do we mean by context let's look again at the analogy of finding meaning in the Bible there are several aspects to context that theologians keep in mind when they look for the meaning of a scripture in the Bible consistent with the theme is the first element in which we understand verses in the Bible it is the relationship of the particular verse to the overall theme of the Bible God's purpose for your life has to be consistent with the overall theme that he has for purpose in humanity what is the overarching theme of the Bible every part of the Bible testifies of Jesus similarly every meaningful part of your life will likewise testify of Jesus it is the role of the Holy Spirit to glorify and bear witness to Jesus our eternal life is revealed in the context of the Holy Spirit of Christ our words and deeds carry eternal significance if they operate in partnership with the Holy Spirit this will determine whether the words or deeds are anointed and therefore supernatural or if they're simply common they're either anointed or they are common my words and deeds make it into the record if and only if they reflect Jesus just as our body is the visible expression of our person his body is the visible expression of his person practically speaking that means everything comes from him we deliberately draw from the well of the life of Christ Jesus in us rather than trying to draw from the source of our own self secondly everything comes through him words and deeds are in his moment at the orchestrated time that he has presented and it is in his presence finally everything is for him words and deeds are designed to glorify him that means putting our words and deeds into the right light as coming from him we do not need to advertise that we have to resist in fact taking credit for that and we have what we have said and done otherwise it just becomes earthbound and common everything we do has to be as unto the Lord
Second aspect is the literary context. When we have the proper meaning of a verse in the Bible, we have to look at the neighboring verses and chapters and what they say. The Bible is orderly. The verses are in a neighborhood. God has put them in a particular place on purpose. The book of life is orderly. God has placed us in a neighborhood on purpose. The neighborhood is where we are set in the body, our church family, our role, and also where we are set naturally. Our family, our neighborhood, our workplace. This is where we are the messenger and the message from God. We are an epistle of God to our local audience. The Holy Spirit makes you aware of your spiritual surroundings. Practically, the Holy Spirit comes into our neighborhood through us. He gives us insight that makes us know what to say and what to do, just like a smart weapon or a scalpel, through the word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a word of faith that can move the mountain. Then there's the historical context. When we study the Bible, we need to understand the historical context. That is the timing of the verse. For us, we also need to be sensitive to God's timing. We recognize that we are here for such a time as this. We understand our time and we know what to do by the Holy Spirit. And we redeem the time. We seize the God-given moment of opportunity. When we do, the occasion is written into the history part of the Book of Life. Also significantly, we can in fact redeem or buy back the time. That moves the temporal moment and even our troubled history as a testimony of grace into eternity. Next aspect is the cultural aspect. How is the meaning understood by the intended reader, the listener? Who is the audience? It has always amazed me that the Holy Spirit adjusts the presentation of the message so that it will be heard. A dramatic example is with the 3,000 people in the street on the day of Pentecost heard the wonderful works of God proclaimed in their own language. The Holy Spirit speaks the language of the people, what they will understand. We can ask for His tongues so we can speak into our culture. Theologians also recognize close context. That is that the Bible is a human book as well as a divine book. The message of God is delivered by human messengers. That means your character matters. As a leader, you need strategy and character, of which character is the more important. The Holy Spirit spends a great deal of energy and effort working on the messenger. The messenger makes the message credible. Be authentic, stay humble, you're still human, imperfect, and only know in part. You are not the whole story. The more you hold on to such a humble attitude, the closer the Holy Spirit can come to you, and the more likely you will be to be able to hear His still small voice above the noise. Continuing context. The Bible story can be outlined in four major plot movements. Where did we come from? That is creation. What went wrong? That is the fall. What is the solution to the problem? Which is redemption. And finally, where is history ultimately going? That's the new creation. Revival contains, in fact, the same elements. The fatherhood of God, sin and separation, grace and restoration, and finally, newness of life and lifestyle. Your journey in Christ follows this process as well. Salvation has a beginning and an end, as well as a very significant middle. We can be preoccupied with our failures, guilt, 
and escapism. But our story is a continuing story guided by the Holy Spirit. It is an iterative process. It repeats with an appreciation of the grace after each repetition. God is our Father. Yes, we fail, but He forgives us and restores and strengthens us. We learn to live by the power that strengthens us and enables us to overcome our failures. We often need to repeat that many times as it is an iterative process. Finally, complete context. Interestingly, the Bible is full of patterns, historical patterns, numerical patterns, typologies, symbolism. These are like parables designed to help us to understand eternal things by human comparison. Now, in fact, you and I, we are walking parables. We represent a message to others in our neighborhood, but there is more at stake than we can imagine. We're also a message to principalities and powers. They are our broader audience. As we read in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to principalities and powers in heavenly places. These powers are not impressed by human efforts. They are powerfully impacted, however, by the fact that Christ is in us. When we release His Holy Spirit with anointed words and deeds, strongholds come down. In Christ, in Him, in His name, in the Holy Spirit, that is the context for every word or deed in our eternal life story. This is the context that is the display case for all his trophies of grace. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for giving us your son and for writing our name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you for sending the Spirit of Christ to live in us. He is indeed the pearl of greatest price. Thank you that my life here is hidden with you, Father, in Christ. We want to discover the value of the twin ministry of Christ in us and what it means then to be in Christ. Glorify your Son in each of us, that what we do in word and in deed is all in the name of Jesus. That name is your stamp of relationship. It is the banner of your presence, our strong tower, our refuge. Your name is our right to access, our life source and our joy. We love your name, Jesus. Thank you for redeeming our life, buying it back from slavery, and giving us freedom and purpose. Let our lives here and now find their setting in what you have designed for us, that we may represent you wherever we are set and bring the blessing of heaven down to earth. We want to fit our eternal life into the good, acceptable, and perfect design of your will. This we pray in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you and have a fantastic week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon.